Hello everyone, welcome to mastermind.fm. I have James with me back again. So welcome back, James. He's just flown in from Pressnomics a couple of days ago, or was it yesterday? Well, as of this recording, yes, it was just uh, a couple of days ago, Saturday. Yeah. Uh, so it was just yeah, two days ago, three days ago. Yeah, but you're listening to this recording a few weeks later. Over. <laughs> no, it's, it's just a week later. So... Um, so anyway, it's uh, James and me again. We're going to be doing some catch-up. And obviously, we're going to be talking about his experience at Pressnomics. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to make it this year. So I'm curious to see what, what's new at Pressnomics or what's happening. And so that's it. James, take it away. Yeah, so it's been it's been a fun trip. Um, so yeah, we have we it's actually been a while because we uh, I did an episode without you because you weren't available, yep. and then you've done a couple back to back without me. So it's nice to kind of get back and kind of catch up with everything. And it's uh, it's been a whirlwind. Squash the split rumors. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, every everyone assumed Jean had fired me from Mastermind.fm, <laughs> but I am uh, here. I am here today to say that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> I say yet. Um, but yeah, so it's been a lot going on. And I know in our office here, we have some construction going on upstairs. So we're a little in disarray. All the team is actually two two rooms away right now. Um, I'd say they're working, but they're probably playing board games right now at this point. <laughs> they've, they've probably given up at this point of the day. Um, so yeah, so we just got back from Pressnomics. Um, we went, took four of our team with us. It was uh, me, Kevin, Zach and Kyle from my team. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Pressnomics. This is our fourth year going. Uh, Pressnomics has been running now for five years. I've been every year but the very first because at that point I didn't have a business worth going to to, to afford to go to <laughs> business conferences. Um, but it was fun. It's always fun. I love Pressnomics. I get so much out of it, and 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 I, the sessions are great. Let me let me just say they have a lot of talented people that get up and share. Um, they usually have a theme. Um, this year's theme was perseverance. Uh, and so it was really good, and there were a lot of great, great, great talks going on. But for a lot of us, we probably have maybe total of you know four or five sessions that we actually sit in that because of one reason or another, either the person who's presenting or the topic at hand that we really want to hear about. And the rest of the time, we spend a lot of time out in the courtyard or in the hallway, um, just kind of chatting. It's it's a little bit of a reunion. Most of us see each other at WordCamps or other business events throughout the year. And so it's a way for us to kind of catch up having been disconnected for a few months from other trips. Uh, so it's a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, so I just got back from that. You actually were just recently, at least a couple weeks ago, right? Uh, just got back from Israel. Yeah, that that's correct? right. Uh, it wasn't WordPress related whatsoever. Was this just uh, vacation? Were you just goofing off? It was, yeah, <laughs> just a vacation. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I will be attending WordCamp Madrid. Uh, I believe it's in around two weeks' time. So if there, we have any spe- Spanish listeners who will be, or non-Spanish listeners who will be in Madrid, please do come and say hello there. Yeah, awesome. That'll be fun. Are you going? Are you uh, going to WordCamp Europe this year too in Paris? I will. I will. I just realized that I made uh, a booking mistake. So um, we usually stay for Contributor Day, but uh, like this year, we decided that we were not going to stay for Contributor Day. So sure. we, we decided to fly out, uh, actually by train, not flying, but um, leave on the third day of the conference. But I just realized that they switched contributor day to be the first day. Interesting. So we're missing. We're missing. <laughs> oh. 
the the second day and the party which is uh, but you're gonna make thing. it to contributor day now right <laughs> yes i will <laughs> the thing and you I'm wanted spending to a week in paris <laughs> well there's worse places so you could spend a week i suppose <laughs> yeah yeah no that'll be fun that'll be fun i don't have we don't have a lot of trips coming up we've tried to keep our travel light this year so the only scheduled trips that we have our uh, Cabo Press, which will be me and my uh, Kevin, my business partner, and we will be going taking the whole team up to WordCamp US since it's in our backyard this year. So that's all we have scheduled. Although things come up all the time, people ask you to show up at an event. So anything could happen for the rest of the year. But those are yep. the only ones that we absolutely are doing. Mm. Um, but Speaking of events, I'll be at MoneyConf, which is like a fintech event, and that's also in Madrid just a week before WordCamp Europe. Okay. So this kind of keeps in line with the idea that I, sh I want to be attending non-WordPress conferences more and something which I've done last year. And I've got lots of ideas from these conferences. So I'm looking forward to that. And I should probably be attending Web Summit as well in around November that should be held in Lisbon as well. Lots of good travel. Hey, you Where's know, uh, WordCamp US? Uh, WordCamp uh, US. Sorry, is in, what the, the timing? Oh, the timing. The um, it's in December, I believe, like first week of December, okay. if I remember yeah. correctly. I have to look at that again. I actually have to buy tickets. It, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to actually ask you about. We uh, mm -hmm. we talked about it in the beginning of the year. You were talking about some of your own kind of goals for the year, and one of them was you wanted to get more involved playing. Was it paddle? Yeah, and you were gonna you were gonna start playing more. Have you gotten a chance to do more of that? Yeah, for sure. I'm really happy to actually. So when when we spoke, it was kind of like a dream kind of uh, stuff. So I'm actually doing that. Yeah, I'm, I'm really training hard and playing every day, basically. So I'm got. I can show you the timetable. Users won't see it, but. There's a timetable on my wall with all my training sessions during the week. Nice. So just to prove to you. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a champion uh, now. Look at you. You're a no, contender. No, no, no. Wait, wait. <laughs> slow down. Slow so, down. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm training hard and it's actually enjoyable. I've won two tournaments, but these are amateur tournaments to be clear. But I'm seeing the improvements and it's actually kind of helping me work better. You know, it's wait, did like you giving say, me. Did you say you've yeah, won that, some amateur tournaments? very amateur tournaments so i don't i don't know that that really matters though how long have you been playing i mean they are in total that's not bad i mean even for real amateur these are still people who play the game like it's not like it's <laughs> you know what i mean it's, no it's i'm happy you know i i nobody knows uh, nobody can say where i will eventually arrive but i'm trying to take it very seriously training with a coach and playing regularly that's awesome see where it can go well congratulations but i was saying that's it's actually cool. thanks it's uh it's actually helping me work in a more disciplined way um basically i know i need to work at the same time as training so i kind of got more disciplined in total so before i would just like take it easy throughout the day do work but it kind of spread out mm -hmm. And when you're spreading workouts over long hours, you kind of lose the productivity and efficiency aspect. And by training hard, the effects of training for sure make me happy and you know give me that kind of tired feeling, 
that makes me concentrate on sitting down and actually doing some work rather than fidgeting and moving around. Uh, so they've made me a bit more focused and productive, actually. So yeah, very very cool. What about you? Are you do you have any update from the fitness side? Well, because of so I just got you know right before Pressnomics, I went to WordCamp San Diego, mm -hmm. uh, and they were only about oh not even a week and a half apart fully. So I did really good the week leading up to San Diego. I've started changing my workout routine. I, I, what I found is in the morning, my brain is wide awake. Like it's creative, mm. it's sharp, it's ready to do some work. Um, but my body is not. And what I had been trying to do was get up early, go to the gym for an hour or two, and then start my work day. But the problem was my brain was dragging my body along, trying to get it to work out, and it didn't want to. And so sometimes, I honestly, I would just make excuses, and my body would just say, I'm too tired, or I don't feel well, or whatever, and I wouldn't do it. So what I try doing is now is I still get up early like I'm going to go work out, but I don't. I go to the coffee shop or wherever, and I start doing some kind of my thought work. And I do that for a couple hours. After a couple hours of doing that, usually around nine, uh, nine anywhere between nine and ten o'clock, my body is fine now. My body's awake and it can go to the gym. So what I, so my new routine, and I did this for a full five days, is get up around seven, go to the coffee shop, work to between nine and ten, go to the gym, work for two, work out for two hours, shower, whatever, come back to the office, finish out my day. And that worked really, really well for me because my body didn't make excuses at 10. It made excuses at 7, but it didn't make excuses at 10. So I started doing that. But then I, I kind of fell off the wagon quickly because it was the week before San Diego. Then I ended up at San Diego. And then there's only a few days before I had to go to Pressnomics. So I didn't even bother picking it up then. So today was my first day starting it back up again. And it felt good. felt good to kind of get back moving around. So, um I don't have anything else planned, so now it's just gonna every day, gonna gonna go to yeah, the gym for a couple I mean, hours. That's that's awesome. Good to hear. Uh, I think actually, like my, my diet has been suffering over the past few months because I've really been traveling and trying out all plates and dishes on earth. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and Israel was no exception. They have awesome food, both in the Israeli part and the Palestinian part. So. That was kind of, I didn't really stick to any diet there. So I'm trying to lose weight now that I'm back and need uh, to shed this weight just to be able to be a more agile and better. You know, but, uh, you know how hard it is <laughs> yeah. to look at you on the screen saying you need to shed off this weight, knowing how huge I am in comparison. <laughs> like I look at no, you at the screen no. and I wish I could just reach through the screen and slap you right now. <laughs> We can't delete this part. No, this is... <laughs> it's true. <laughs> That's why I'll fire you. you want to That's right. <laughs> but actually, like lately, I've been doing some thinking and uh, I'll probably be writing more on my blog about some stuff related to productivity. So first thing I realized after I moved to Spain was how much the environment really influences us. Like... I think so much of our behavior is unconscious and driven by our environment. Um, so like here, it's so easy to go out and do sports. First of all, it's an Olympic city and there's an ingrained culture where everybody's like doing sports. You go out, you see billboards of um, encouraging you to sign up to the next marathon. People are always running around 
there's a Chinese guy who does Tai Chi in front of our apartment and the little uh, park that there is here. So there's like visually you're constantly bombarded by people doing physical activity and yeah. that makes you want to do the same. And secondly, there's awesome weather. Third, there's easy access to gyms and you know, like I have a gym downstairs, there's 10 minutes to where I play paddle, everything's so conveniently located. And all these things really influence and make you do stuff, which put me in the same situation, but spread things a bit further, make it colder. I probably wouldn't do that. So the environment plays a huge role. Secondly, I, and I think you mentioned rightly so, the rituals that we set up for ourselves. Uh, so it's very important to have things like a morning routine, an evening routine, a workday startup ritual, a workday shutdown ritual, and doing weekly planning. So these are all things that help. And specifically the morning routine, like I like to, to do things like meditate and, uh, you know, make like lately I've these little things that I mentioned that might look stupid, but in context, if you try them out, you'll see what I mean. I bought this matcha, matcha tea, and there's a little process where you like put the powder in this bowl and you like mix it until it, it dissolves into the water and then you drink this very healthy drink. And this whole manual process really gives you a good start to the day, you know, apart from like stretching. So imagine uh, meditation, stretching, doing this matcha tea and you're in a very good position to start the day combined with the fact that you have your tasks ready from the previous evening. And even if, if when you're shutting down after a work day, you want to go back to your family or to your wife or girlfriend. And especially for those of us who work at home, having a proper process or ritual where you maybe close off all the windows, clean your desks, you know, and really shut down mentally and physically from your work. That's awesome as well. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. And another uh, thing that I realized is that I've been focusing too much over the previous years on to-do lists, but not only to-do lists, it's just I've been caught up in this, like, what can I add to my life to make it better? So like, let's make a business to get more money. Let's train to become better physically, you know, let's travel to have more experiences. And there comes a point, like even if you have no commitments and you start up with an empty schedule, you keep adding stuff. But uh, after a while, you're this, um, everything you add means that there's an opportunity cost and you're subtracting something else, whether you're aware of it or not. And personally, I wasn't aware that I was subtracting many things by taking on so many commitments. And the realization that I have should have a not to do list makes me much more aware of this. And I, now I keep a list of things that I should not do. And uh, so basically I've been paying much more attention to the choices that I'm making and what, that they, what they imply. For example, I realized that I spent a lot of time in the past three months shopping. Now, yeah, laugh at me if you want, <laughs> whoever is listening. <laughs> But I did actually spend a lot of time shopping on Amazon when I actually sat down and, you know, took stock of it. And that means that I spent less time with my wife or less time training. And that's not good. So I just 
made a note in front of me here not to access Amazon at all during the next month, during April. And it's magically freed up so much time for me. And you have more money. I do. I I like to think that everything I buy is an investment that will help me work better or train better. So that's another thing. And the final thing I want to say is uh, I read a book recently called Sleep, uh, but there are different books. So I I will link it, but there are other several books. And basically, it's about how we sleep. And obviously, I don't need to explain that how we sleep influences our work. And so I think we tend to think about sleep as in the number of hours that we get. Like I sleep five hours, you sleep eight hours. But it's actually more useful to think of it as cycles. So basically, um, our sleep consists of cycles, right? You go into deep sleep, there's REM sleep, there's different types of cycles when you're sleeping. But essentially, you're sleeping for, if you're sleeping eight hours a day, I believe that's five cycles of 90 minutes each. So each cycle is 90 minutes, which is the most important thing. Um, So you want to make sure that you're getting your five cycles per night. And so the trick is if you you can calculate their online calculators, like if you want to wake up at eight every day, it calculates for you when you should go to sleep at at, at an exact time. Um, if you go to sleep like half an hour before or half an hour later and you still wake up at eight, chances are you're going to be using an alarm clock and you're going to wake up groggy because you're going to wake up in the middle of a cycle where you're at your deepest sleep. Hmm. So you want to make sure. So let's say you go out and you drink or you go to a party and you go home late. Like my first instinct would be to have a shower and go to sleep just because I need to wake up at eight. But it's actually better to time to see where the next cycle is starting. And if I went home at 1, maybe the next cycle is starting at 1.30. And it's better to actually wait till 1.30 to go to bed because of the cycle so that I'll wake up at the end of a cycle. So I'll, I maybe sleep three or four cycles instead of five, but I can recover that another day. The most important thing is not to interrupt the cycle. So it so- sounds, yeah, no, it makes sense. And that would work perfectly for me because I can fall asleep on a moment's notice and... I have no problem. Like I can just lay my head down, decide I'm going to sleep and I go to sleep. But then you take like most of the people in my office are not like that. And they lay awake for an hour and a half trying to fall asleep because they just they just can't. Their brains don't shut off or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. So those people are screwed because (laughs) they can never guarantee they're going to fall asleep at the beginning of a cycle. (laughs) Well, that's another thing, though, because... Some people have genuinely hard time falling asleep, but a lot of us can do better in removing devices, having an evening ritual. Yep. Like yep. things like having a shower, hot shower before going to bed is actually good. Having the right temperature, it should be a bit cold in the room, but not like uncomfortably cold, but cool. Um, having the, the blinds drawn so it's dark. So all these things really help, you know, and I actually don't keep any devices in the room. So when I go to bed, it's just maximum a book, and that's it. That's funny because I have AirPods in my ears, a phone at my head, my watch is on. I usually fall asleep <laughs> watching the TV, so I am not doing You're well. You're just lucky, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing well. <laughs> no, that's no, that's really interesting, and I, I, I agree, right? It's it, 
I know I feel better when I stick to certain routines that prepare me for each next step in my day, whether that be winding down to go to bed or or waking up in the morning to start my day. I feel better when I plan for tomorrow to, you know, tonight or at the end of my day and look through my list and say, what are the things I want to accomplish? Because it actually helps me because what I find is I am, for whatever reason, I am mentally preparing, even when I'm not thinking about tomorrow's tasks, having those tasks isolated and knowing they are what's on the docket for the next day almost seems to prepare me better even sleeping on the fact that those are the tasks of the next day so when i wake up it's like it's no problem like those are the tasks and when i don't do that which is almost every day when i don't do that uh i find myself aimless like oh what am i going to get done and I, i i end up i have like 10 projects that need to get done and I may get two tasks from two different projects done in a day and I'm like where'd my day go and why didn't I get any why couldn't I have just gotten one of those things done and it's because I didn't plan for it right I don't if I don't prepare for it then everything is going to steal that away from me and so yeah I love the idea of that and I I am not doing quite the routine that you're doing but I have been trying to implement more routines I try to go to bed um I try to go to bed at 1130, uh, no later than 1130, and I'm up at 630 because I know I need about seven hours sleep. So that's that may not fall in the right cycle or not, but that's generally what I try to do. So uh, I get seven hours sleep. That usually works pretty well for me. Uh, I start my day. I have a certain type of way I start my morning. I'm a person of routine anyway. I'm a creature of habit. And so I like getting up, going to the coffee shop, having my morning coffee while I go through and, and deal with email or uh, a mind puzzle that I want to deal with that I've been trying to solve. And so I focus on that. Uh, And I do have tried to implement not long periods, but like short five minute periods of meditation throughout my day. Uh, Usually, I would say once every couple hours, I try to stop whatever it is I'm doing and kind of shut my door, get the room is either as quiet as possible or find some sort of white noise and and spend some time just really just concentrating on my breathing and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So those are some things I've been trying to implement. And of course, the gym, right? Getting the, the gym in my routine so that I'm actually working out and and hopefully hopefully losing some weight in the process. But even even aside from the the weight loss, which is I think my my um vanity goal right is to lose weight i still feel good knowing that i'm being active and and hopefully getting strengthening my heart and things like that so yeah so i think it's great yeah i agree (laughs) (laughs) so there's another actually good book that i recommend to listeners it's uh, eat the frog by brian tracy i have heard of it and that's uh, that's actually what you are talking about like scheduling the hardest and biggest task of the day first thing in the morning so you don't procrastinate and leave it towards the end where yep. your motivation is depleted and you're more likely to postpone it till the next day and to be clear i've done this for months on end postponing one single task <laughs> every single day oh it's crazy yeah. when you look back but that's the way it works yep no it, it's true and it, you know for me it's the first thing of the day right for me it's the first thing of the day because that is when i'm at my sharpest i am mm-hmm. i am mentally alert and sharp at the first thing in the morning some people are not morning people and so they wake up groggy and it takes them a while to get a clear head and i'm just not that person i wake up 
almost completely clear. It takes me five, ten minutes to be completely wide awake, clear, and creative. So that's the best time for me to work on that stuff. But there are people who are, for whatever reason, they work best later in the day or in the evening. And so saving those important tasks, but then making sure you are dedicated blocking that time out so it doesn't get squandered for something silly is important. And that's part of structuring your day, right? Whatever whatever structure you come up with, it's coming up with a structure that sets you up for success day in and day out. Yeah, I think it's very important to spend time actually learning about ourselves and mm -hmm. how we work best. Like you said, there are people who are AMers and others who are PMers, even in terms of training. You know, maybe yep. if you tell me to train at the gym in the evening, our problem is like five, five out of seven sessions per week. Yeah, because I like my energy is depleted specifically for training at the end of the day. But I can train very easily in the morning. Yeah. So my wife is the reverse she can't like she takes it's hard to for her to wake up and get going you know yeah and i literally jump out of bed you know so you got to got to, to know yourself is a very important part of uh, you know implementing these kind of productivity hacks if you will yeah i think you're right i like it good stuff after this unsolicited advice to our listeners <laughs> We can get back to actually last thing I I saw a very good documentary yesterday. It's becoming Warren Buffett, which I highly recommend as well. And it's also interesting to see how Warren Buffett, who's the richest man on earth, I believe, um, lives his simple life, like comparatively simple life, and he's been doing like the same routine for fifty plus years. And yeah, it's like a, a very simple routine, you know, wake up, drive by McDonald's, collect his burger <laughs> and go. To <laughs> hey, the office, man, after know? my own heart. <laughs> yeah, I remembered you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's just like it's true that successful people have these rituals. No, I, I think that's true. And I love it. And you know what? I know this was kind of a uh, impromptu beginning of, uh, of the, well, really almost most of the episode talking about this stuff. <laughs> but I think it's important to talk about. Like sometimes you just have to have kind of a, a therapy moment for yourself and kind of think about how do, how do I care for me? How do I, it's not, Productivity is not all about, like you said, to-do lists and adding more to your play. Or, and, and sometimes productivity, honestly, is not getting more stuff done. It's getting the right stuff done. It's taking care to make sure that when at the end of the day you've gotten the right stuff done, you still have something for your family and your loved ones and the people that the other things that are important for you. So these uh, these topics are important to kind of uh, bring up and and talk about. So I'm glad I'm kind kind of glad that we've gone on this extended rabbit trail that has pretty much become the episode. So I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what about pressnomics? What about pressnomics? Um, yeah, it's hard. I always feel bad because whenever I want to go talk about pressnomics, I'm like, yeah, but I didn't really go to the session. So what do I really talk about? Um, here's the thing. Pressnomics is one of these events that is well run. Uh, Joshua and Sally Strebel do a great job uh, putting it on every year. They do some really nice things. They, uh, You can tell, like Sally will do some kinds of the, the, the introduction, talking about the, the you know all that went into it and thanking the people that are involved and stuff like that. And it's always very heartfelt. And uh, you can you can definitely hear that she cares about the event and 
Uh, she kind of wears her heart on her on her sleeve as she talks through um, what goes into it and what the event means for her and what the community means to her in those ways. And so I think that's actually really cool. So it was, it was a really fun event. Um, there were, like I said, there were a lot of great sessions. And I guarantee you I may have missed some of the best sessions because I only went to a few. Um, and that's not because I didn't think those other sessions were good. It's just I get, you know, for a conference like these, there's so many people that we we build relationships with on Twitter or in comment sections of other blogs or wherever they are. And you have so little time where you actually get to see them face to face and have kind of heartfelt conversations about our lives or our businesses and stuff like that. It almost, and I, I know this sounds bad to talk about a conference. Pressnomics is great. And if you go for the sessions, you will get a lot out of it. But it almost for me feels like a waste to spend my whole time sitting in sessions and not talking to people and hearing about what they're doing and hearing about their businesses or, or sharing what, what's going on in my business so that they might be able to glean something, whatever little bit they might find out of what I'm doing for their own businesses. And and so that to me is where the magic of Pressnomics happens is in the face to face and the, you know, kind of the toe to toe conversations that we have in the courtyard um, at the after parties as we go out to lunches and things like that. Um, so a great event. But yeah, you know what I'd like to do? Um, I know that people attended this year's Pressnomics for the first time after listening to us um, describe our experience on the podcast last year. Yeah. Which um, these people have reached out and told me that they're going. Some some of them have thanked me after. And uh, it's, it's awesome to hear this. And so for those who haven't been and are listening to this episode, I'd love to have you describe a bit what Pressnomics really involves. And that's that means also like the location, what happens during the event, what social events happen, the kind of connections, the kind of people that go there, the talks, what kind of topics are covered and all that peripheral thing. They're just to give a really good picture to everyone listening from all over the world. Yeah. So the event is pretty much the same. I mean, I'm sure it has changed a little bit over the years and I might be miss I may for be forgetting some of the nuanced changes that have taken place over the years, but from from what I can remember, the, the it's been pretty much the same way. There was a little bit of a change in format this year, which I'll share, but basically, uh, we all kind of come in on Wednesday night usually because it starts first thing Thursday morning, so everyone tries to fly in Thursday night. It's at the uh, Tempe Mission Palms is where it's been almost every year I've been that I can think. Yeah, every year I've been. So for the last four years. Which is in close to Phoenix, yeah, Arizona. It's in, yeah. It's great weather. Great weather. Uh, can be a little warm depending on, on the time, you know, depending on just exactly when they have it. Um, I think it got, it, it could get up to 90 degrees uh, Fahrenheit um, in the middle of the, uh, in the middle of the day, but it wasn't, it wasn't unbearable if you were in the shade. It was definitely nice weather. The evenings were gorgeous. Um, mornings were gorgeous. So it totally beautiful weather and so there's this it's a really nice resort that has this open air courtyard in the middle of the hotel which is where most of us spend most of our time um, but on Wednesday night uh, at least last couple of years they've had a kind of a welcome party at a little little uh, Irish pub called the Rulabula and it's right next door to the hotel so it's just if you're if you stay at the resort which they usually get a block of rooms that you can you can stay at 
you just walk over there and hang out and they have drinks and appetizers and stuff like that. And a lot of people just hanging out, uh, kind of reminiscing, getting to know each other, meeting new people. Um, it can be a little overwhelming. I will admit if you are, if you've never been and you don't know anyone, um, it can be overwhelming because it's a large group of people who seem like they all know each other. Right. Because if you've been there enough times or if you have enough connections in the community, you walk in there and you're somebody's going to walk up and like, how have you been? And then start these conversations. <laughs> and if you don't know anyone and you walk into that, that can be extremely intimidating. What I will say to those of you who are out there who may be looking to go, say, to Pressonomics six, if there is one, um, if if you are thinking about going. Do not be afraid to walk up to a group of people and introduce yourself. I know it's scary as all get out, and you may be thinking that, James, that is the most terrifying thing I have ever thought to do. But I, I, I promise you, you will be well-received, and people will go around and give introductions, and you'll learn everybody's name, and, you, and they will ask you what you do, and like you'll, they will bring you in. I have yet to see anybody get shunned, and if I saw it, I would be super pissed off, and I would make a scene about it because nobody is like that in this community. So, but it, it it can be intimidating at first, but we all do that. It's a welcome party. That can sometimes run late. Sometimes people go on to other things, but truly everyone's tired from traveling. So everyone kind of retires anywhere between 10 and midnight of hanging out uh, and get up, do breakfast. Um, there's some breakfast places. There's lots of restaurants around the area. So you can walk and do that. The hotel breakfast buffet is yes. great. Yes, the hotel breakfast buffet. We did that every day. This Normally, we've left the resort and would do breakfast somewhere else. But for some reason, we just decided to do breakfast at the buffet, and it's phenomenal. So I was eating omelets yeah. every day. <laughs> Huge omelets. <laughs> Yeah, it's really, really good. And they got you know, they have a good variety. They every morning they mix it up a little bit what they have as far as like scrambled eggs or hash browns or whole potatoes or you know, whatever, sausage and bacon and all this stuff. So it's really good. Yeah, good breakfast. Um and the staff is super, super nice. And so we do that and you know, open registration starts at eight, opening remarks at nine o'clock. At opening remarks is generally opened up family style. So uh uh jo Josh and his wife Sally and his kids, he'll usually have his kids up on stage and, and kind of kind of set set the family atmosphere, which is really always really cool. And uh Uh, they sometimes will give out they give out a gift every year to all of the attendees. This year was kind of funny. I mean, one year was like a blanket. Uh, the, yeah, one year I was still a, use it at home. Yeah, <laughs> I still have. We still have them in the office, um, and we use them. Um, we also had they one year sweatshirts like the Pagely sweatshirts they gave out. Mm -hmm. This year was interesting. They gave out some of what Sally Sally said was some of her favorite things. So like chapstick uh, that was mm -hmm. local. That because she's kind of a, a Uh, she, I guess she would call herself a, a kind of a chapstick snob. Um, she looks for what's very, a chapstick? A chapstick uh, for when your lips are dry, um, oh, like a bomb. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so she gave that. She gave some uh, seasoning, some seasoning salt for food that she really likes. Most of that stuff, I believe, was like local. And then on the theme of perseverance and stuff like that, and and such, she gave out a lockpick kit. And a uh, basically a an acrylic like see through lock so that you could practice with the lock pick set to hmm. learn how to pick locks. Awesome. Um, yeah, and they did all that, and it was a lot of fun. And it turns out highly illegal in the state of Tennessee, from where I'm from. <laughs> so if you're listening to this episode and you're uh, you're the legal officials of the state of Tennessee, I don't longer have this lock pick kit, so don't bother coming looking for it. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> 
Damn it. Now I have to break my rule and go buy one from Amazon. <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, no, but it was a lot of fun. So then we do opening sessions. Uh, you know, uh, one of them was, uh, I believe, Jason Coleman did a session on um, basically how to deal with haters. You know, haters going to hate kind of thing. It talks about dealing with bad reviews and how you can deal with that in your own business mm-hmm. and some really good stuff. Um yeah, I mean, there's just a ton of ton of stuff. So I had talked about some gr- some marketing hacks for e-commerce and stuff like that. So that was really good. Uh, the one thing they did different this year is in the last portion of the day after like the lunch session, they would do a session right after lunch. They uh, did either some lightning talks. So in the second day, there were some lightning talks where people would just go up and do very short presentations. And in the first day, instead of the lightning talks, they did kind of what I'm used to from a Cabo Press perspective. They broke us up into four corners, anybody who wanted to, for these kind of breakout sessions with different people on different topics. So there's business in one corner, marketing in another, development in, in one corner, and then I don't remember what was in the other corner. But uh, So they did that, and so that was kind of cool. So there's a lot of good conversations that came out of that as well. Um, and then in the evenings, usually right after, there'll either be a cocktail hour uh, where everyone gathers together, um, and then lots of people just kind of click up and go out to dinner with the different people. Uh, and then the very last night, they usually up by the pool on the on the second or third floor. They have a pool and they do kind of a kind of a goodbye thank you party, and everyone kind of hangs out. And that's kind of the event, right? That's that's kind of mm. how it goes. Yeah, one one tip I have given in the past, and I can give again. Is to so many people who go to Pressnomics for the first time actually target like I want to speak to this person and that person like they have three specific people that they want to speak to. The problem is that they tend to be like super popular people who's who are really active on social media and in conferences. They're kind of famous within the WordPress space. And my advice is to really take a, another good look at the list of attendees because typically these people will have people coming up to them, you know, and so they won't have time to go into in-depth chats. Um, so it's great to get yourself introduced. Do go ahead with that, but know that they won't probably have enough a lot of time to go into details with you. Right. So just... Take a look at the list of people, see what they do and pick like another four people who are really very close to what you are doing and just try to speak to them. Even though they might not be famous, you might not know them. Just go ahead and introduce yourselves. And those are the best conversations I've had at Pressnomics, you know, because these people will hang out for you for one, two hours and really go into some good stuff and you can get a lot of actionable advice from them. And you can, of course, do the same and give them your perspectives. I love this. So you kind of have an A list and a B list. <laughs> yep. But the B list is not because they're not there. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, a, it, the, it's, it's just a secondary list for the people yeah. you might actually get to spend some time with. No, I totally mm-hmm. understand that. And there's some things you can do too. You can reach out ahead of time if there's some people yeah. and kind of ping them on Twitter or send them a message and say, hey, I'd really like to connect to you. Um, some people do this really well. Some people do this poorly. But I mean, it's, it's easy enough to kind of reach out. That way, at least there's a connection point even before the event so when you do walk up to them and talk to them they're like oh yeah 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 no we we talked on twitter and, and it kind of opens the door 
Um, Mm -hmm. Because to be honest, it's funny when I go to these events, there's some people that I was I, I have been I start talking to and I didn't recognize them from Twitter. But we were talking like we've known each other for, you know, for years. And it's because we have talked on Twitter and we knew so much so much mm-hmm. about each other's businesses. And once we once it was revealed who we were each talking to, we we're like, oh, yeah. And it's like so it's like a <laughs> reunion of people you've never even met. And yet it feels like you've met them. So engaging them and learning about who it is you want to connect with before the event is always a it's always a plus. Yeah. And we actually had this episode that I mentioned earlier, which is still online, of course. You can have a listen to that if you're looking for tips on how to make the best uh, out of any event, not only Pressonomics. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a good event. I, I recommend. I don't know if they're going to do Pressonomics 6. I mean, I, I, don't even, I don't even think they were definite they were going to do Pressonomics 5. So if they do Pressonomics 6, I highly recommend that you go. It is one of the few conferences that is on my list that I try not to miss no matter what. Um, I will, Mm -hmm. I will reschedule. And this one was actually right after my, uh, 19 year anniversary, like the day or two after my 19th year anniversary. And I still went because I just, it's just a, it's a great event. So if you get an opportunity to go, if they have another one, you should definitely, you should definitely do it. Yep. I'd love to see something similar take place in Europe or Asia. Ninja press in in Japan. Sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to go Uh, to Japan. (laughs) No. So, yeah, speaking about the podcast, I, I'd love to see some more feedback from, from the audience. We haven't actually had any reviews come in this year, so it's a bit disappointing from that. And I know people are out there listening because we can see the stats going up, not down. But we haven't heard that much from you guys. So it would be good to see if you're liking the podcast, if you're liking the topics we're dealing with. If you'd like more productivity advice from me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Just joking. No, no, no. I want I want more of that. Here's the thing. Here's the <laughs> ultimatum, people. You're listening to this, you're listening to Mastermind.fm. And I talk to lots of people all over the place who say they love the show, right? And they listen to the show and they get yep. lots of good information. They tweet about it and talk about it. You gotta leave us a review. I tell you what, if you don't talk to us, we're gonna quit. And you're gonna lose mastermind.fm <laughs> forever. <laughs> we can't we can't do this without feedback forever. We need some love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no yeah Don't absolutely make us beg for it yeah because because i am not above begging i will beg for it uh no we would love to hear your feedback go ahead and head on over to itunes or wherever you listen to podcast uh stitcher or wherever it doesn't really matter where you where you listen to but leave us a review let us know how you what you think about it let us know if we've helped you in any way shape or form uh let us know if we can answer questions for you we're always looking for new topics and things to discuss especially when we don't have a, a guest on and john and i are just gonna kind of get together and talk a lot of times it's like well what do we talk about because we don't like to just sit there and do update shows we feel like there's plenty of podcasts that just do like here's what's going on in our individual businesses and those are great but they cover that topic we want to help you guys so and 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 women like what is it that you're kind of dealing with what are the topics that you're interested in um and and even who are the guests you'd like to have like to see us talk to um this is feedback we would love to hear and we will try to do our best to facilitate all of those yeah and we're actually going to have a very diverse uh, guest list in the future, in the next few weeks. So hang around to check out uh, our guests from all over the world and covering really different topics. So I'm really excited about the next few episodes. But I also want to, you know, to, to let us know if you want to have to have us interview or have someone on board. So, you know, from anywhere, anything that you want, just let us know and we'll do the best to make it happen. 
Absolutely. John, how can they get a hold of you? It's jeangalea.com, uh, which is my personal blog, where I'll be writing more about what I mentioned today. And you can also find me on Twitter at jeangalea. All right. You can find me at James Laws on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.